ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد each and every one of us in different capacities on different levels but the fact constantly and consistently remains that each and every one of us are in need of community no one can go it alone no one can go through this life trying to take care of their affairs their 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 goals whatever it is when it comes to things related to our dunya and also related to our deen there's a need for each other there's a need for the group there's a need for the community and there's a reason why time and time again we just heard it in some of the ayahs right now allah says oh you who believe in the plural form ya ayyuhalladhina amanu so you find it's rather subtle but you find it consistently layered throughout the quran the importance of community the importance of needing support everyone needs support and we're reminded of this time and time again within the quran If you look at one example in Surah Tawbah it's a very famous phrase from a famous ayah in which the Prophet ﷺ and Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu an they're in the cave and this this journey the hijra when when they were migrating from Mecca to Medina one important thing to for us to consider and keep in mind is the Prophet himself ﷺ hand picked Abu Bakr to be his companion with him so them to during that journey imagine being hand picked by the prophet himself alayhi salatu wasalam out of everyone he wants you to be the one with him think think of the 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 weight of that think of the honor of that also think of the responsibility that comes with that when the prophet mentioned that to abu bakr radiyallahu an abu bakr was at home and the prophet he dotted his eyes and crossed his t's he he chose the middle of the day so a time when there was very very little foot traffic in mecca because of the climate people they would they would typically go they would take a siesta they would take a nap because it was too hot outside to do anything else so he strategically chose that time he even covered his face with a cloth when going so he did everything he could within his capacity right what whatever he had control over he was going to show allah azza wa jalla that he was going to do his best regarding what he did have control over while understanding naturally there are going to be things we do not have control over but we have to try our best in terms of what we do have the capacity to control that's what we're responsible for that's what we're going to be asked for come the day of judgment the prophet he does everything he can within his capacity alayhi salatu wasalam he goes to the home of abu bakr radiyallahu an and abu bakr opens the door and the prophet asks him like can you please you know clear out your home make sure that it's just you and i to talk and the and abu bakr reassures the prophet that my family is like your family whoever is here can be fully trusted this is what he's reassuring him with alayhi salatu wasalam and the prophet invited him to be his companion during that journey during the hijra and abu bakr he asked him 
As-suhbah, ya Rasulullah, like you're asking me to, to be like your partner, to be with you, your traveling companion during that during this journey. And he knew how momentous it was, how special it was. And he wept and he cried. And Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha, she would mention later that she never saw anyone cry with tears of joy the way that she saw her father cry that day. Tears of joy when the Prophet invited him for that special RSVP journey. There's only room for one more and the Prophet wanted him. It was during this journey that was so momentous and significant until now the Islamic calendar, the date, the year that we're in, 1442. Why is it 1442? 14, 1,442 years from what? From the hijrah of the Prophet So during the khilafah of, of Sayyidina Umar an, it was clear that there was an absolute need for a detailed calendar including the year, not just the months, they had the months, but also the year. And the, the, the end decision was that our calendar, the core of our calendar is going to be based off of that specific journey. It was during that journey when the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr they're in this cave. They're in this cave. And Abu Bakr mentions to the Prophet, now mind you, it wasn't just, okay, we're planning, you know, this, this journey going from Mecca to Medina with air-conditioned buses, with a really nice comfortable flight, with whatever luxuries that we may have now with, with water, but then, you know, if, if it's not refrigerated water and if it's not ice cold, then I'm not going to have it and I'm going to complain to everyone about not having that perfectly cold, refreshing water, subhanAllah. Think of the conditions that were part of that journey. They didn't have the luxuries that we have now. In addition to that, more importantly, there was a price on their head. It wasn't just let's pack, let, let's pack up and go. And you know, it's it may be difficult. It's going to be hot. We're going to have to deal with the elements. We may have to deal with some animals here and there, but we're going to try our best to make it as safely as we can. They were being hunted down by mercenaries. There was a price on their head. Imagine, you know how sometimes when you're driving and you see these billboards saying like the, 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 the lottery is like whatever million. and So think of this massive amount in connection with if you capture, if you bring Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa if you bring him and his companion, then we're going to give you this fortune. You're going to hit the jackpot, just bring us these people. Dead or alive, just bring them. Because they didn't want that journey to be completed from Mecca to Medina. There are various reasons for it, but the point is they, they had this bitter hatred in their hearts and they didn't want to see Islam spread whatsoever. Think about it. Why would they care, the chieftains of Quraysh, why would they care if some Muslims go from Mecca to, to Al-Habasha, to Abyssinia? Why would they care? If anything, maybe they would be happy. They're out of our hair. They went to East Africa. They went to, you know, they went to modern-day Ethiopia, Eritrea. They're out of our hair. You know, good riddance. That wasn't enough. That wasn't their approach. They sent Amr ibn al-As. This was pre-Islam. He was a very skilled politician. He personally knew the king of Abyssinia. He knew the Najashi. So they strategically chose some people to go to hunt down the Muslims to try to bring them back. It wasn't enough just for them to go. They wanted the light of Allah Azza wa Jal to be completely extinguished. But what does Allah tell us in the Quran? يُرِيدُونَ لِيُطْفِئُوا نُورَ اللَّهِ بِأَفْوَاهِهِمْ وَاللَّهُمْ وَتِمُّ نُورِهِ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْكَافِرُونَ Try as they might, it didn't amount to anything. If you go outside and you spit at the sun, it's not going to affect the sun. It's not going to affect the light that the sun is emitting. If anything, that spit is going to come down back in the person's face and then they have to end up dealing with that situation that they produce themselves. They're not just 
going from Mecca to Medina. They're not traveling for the sake of traveling from Mecca to Medina. They weren't, you know, this wasn't this wasn't a vacation. There was a price on their head. Their lives were at stake, and they end up in this cave. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr mentions to the Prophet, mind you, he's more concerned about the Prophet than himself. He's more concerned about the safety, the life, the well-being of the Prophet than himself. So when he mentions to the Prophet that for these people that are hunting us down, if any one of them, because they heard them outside, if any one of them even looks down at their feet, they're going to see us. Why is he mentioning that concern to the Prophet? What is he voicing? He's mentioning to the Prophet his concern primarily for the safety of the Prophet. If they look down, it's not just that they're going to see us. He would gladly, he was willing to give his life for the Prophet without question. Without question. What was his main concern? If, if they see us, what's the main concern? That means they see you. And that means that your life is going to be at stake. And that is my main concern. I'm more concerned about you than I am for myself. So he mentions to the Prophet, if they look down, if any one of them just looks down, then they're going to see us. Why am I mentioning this? Look at the value of support. They were each relying on each other. The Prophet was relying on Abu Bakr and Abu Bakr was relying on the Prophet. So, so there's this beautiful tandem between them. Abu Bakr mentions this to the Prophet. And how does the Prophet respond? The Prophet responds famously and beautifully, لَا تَحْزَنْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَنَا Don't worry, Allah is with us. What do you think of two? And Allah is their third. And Allah helped them. Allah sent tranquility. And Allah helped guide them through that situation. But what was a key element during, during that dynamic, during that situation? The importance of support. The importance of support. One had the other and the other had the one. All of us need support. Again, how many times do we find in the Qur'an, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا صَالِحَاتِ Those who believe and they do good deeds. When Allah praises the servants with an S at the end of Ar-Rahman, of the Most Merciful, Allah says, عِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنَا وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا Go through that passage, plural, 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 community, community, community. It's not just about superficial community though. It's not just about numbers and the quantity that has its time and its place, mashaAllah, but what about the quality of the relationships that we have with the other people around us within our community? Are we really there for each other within our capacity? Do we support each other within our capacity? Is there genuine love and compassion for each other within this concept of community or is it something superficial? where it looks like there are people coming together and then dispersing and, and the buck stops there, or is there something deeper? Is there actual fruit to the trees or is it just trees? The whole point of fruit trees is the fruit. The whole point of the orange tree, even though it can look beautiful, the point though is the oranges and not just to look at them, but to taste them. And if you notice Allah's mercy, when do we get the citrus? During the winter time when we need it more so because that's when people may get colds and what have. So it's not just the beauty and the taste, but also, also the mercy. The fruit in community lies within the hearts of people. For the hearts of people to be connected to each other. We ask Allah to grant us that love in our hearts towards one another. The Prophet taught us that it is conditional. If we want to make it to Jannah, we have to have that love in our hearts towards each other. There has to be that support for each other within our capacity.
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم Another example that I want to mention uh, I want to mention two brief examples before concluding One, if you look at the beginning of Surah Yasin Allah says Yasin والقرآن الحكيم إنك لمن المرسلين على صراط مستقيم I want to touch upon especially two of these ayahs specifically and to tie it in with this concept of support. Allah says, Yaseen wal Quran al Hakim. Allah swears by this Quran which is absolutely packed with abundant wisdom. Wal Quran al Hakim. But what's the answer to that oath? There's the oath, and then there, so that's like the first half, and then you have the second half. What's the second component? Allah is swearing by the Quran which is full of wisdom. There is no doubt that you, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you are definitely a messenger. إِنَّكَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ عَلَى صِرَاطِ مُسْتَقِيمٍ You're on the straight path. Keep going. Don't, don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the haters. Don't let that get to you. Keep going. You're doing good. Keep doing good. Allah is supporting the Prophet. إِنَّكَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ Allah is lifting him up. وَالضُّحَى وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَمَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى Allah is supporting the Prophet. فَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ Allah is supporting the Prophet. وَلَقَدْ نَعْلَمُ أَنَّمَا يَضِيقُ صَدْرُكَ بِمَا يَقُولُونَ Allah is supporting the Prophet ﷺ. All of us are in need of support. We need two types of support. We need support from Allah and we need support from each other. There's a need for both. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ There has to be this balance between the vertical and the horizontal, so to speak. There has to be balance between prayer and zakah. It's not just about one or the other, but we want to have balance. So this is one brief example. The second one, if you look at Surah Al-Asr, Imam Shafi'i said that if this were to be the only Surah revealed, it would suffice. Meaning the amount of wisdom and depth and benefit and protein and goodness and light that we can take from this Surah is, is huge. It's incredible. Allah swears by time, there is no doubt the human being is in a deep state of loss. So in this ayah, in this, you could think of it as a negative situation, Allah uses the singular. Allah says there's no doubt the individual human being is in a deep state of loss. So this is in terms, in, in terms of an illness, in terms of a problem, but then in terms of the solution, in terms of the antidote, Allah mentions community. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Except for those who believe and do good deeds وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ And they enjoin with truth and they enjoin with patience. What do these four things show us? That if we have the right people around us, we're going to make it through the journey. You could even say the swamp of this dunya will make it to the other side. But we need support to get there. We need support to get there. We need each other to get there. Support can be, especially with people, can be in different capacities. It could be relying on a friend. It could be relying on a family member. But there's this other category that unfortunately a lot of people don't take advantage of, even though there's a huge need for it, especially after a year and a half of a global pandemic of therapy. Of therapy. Any stigma related to any type of therapy has to go out the window between lives being saved and therapy clearly one should and has to outweigh the other and this could be therapy for the individual this could be marital counseling this could be family counseling these type the resources that are out there have to be taken advantage of and there's no shame in needing that support in reality everyone needs support so we have to ask ourselves within ourselves how are we doing within our, are we in need of support 
That's one. And then two, in terms of others around us, can we offer a shoulder for them to cry on? Can we offer an ear to actually listen to what they're saying? Most of the conversations we have, people are not listening to each other. They're just waiting for their chance to speak next. And you notice this, it's like they're not even listening to you. In one ear, out the other. To listen, can we offer an ear to listen to other people? The idea is, what, what do we need? And then what also, what can we give? Everyone has that need for support. لا تحزن إن الله معنا. Don't worry, Allah is with us. Look at that example. The Abu Bakr needs needed support from the Prophet, and the Prophet needed support from Abu Bakr. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to help all of us to go in the right direction as best we can. We ask Allah to heal any pain that we may have, whether it's physical pain, psychological pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, whatever pain there may be. We ask Allah to alleviate that pain, to relieve that pain, and to turn that pain into peace. We ask Allah to turn any and all of our hardships into ease. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to illuminate our hearts, to illuminate our chests, and we ask Allah for nur, for light in this life. And the next, Rabbana atmam lana nurana wa lana innaka ala kulli shayin qadir. We ask Allah for the best of this life and the next. We ask Allah to increase us in optimism and hope. We ask Allah to heal any ailments that we have, especially emotional, internal ailments. And for anyone who's been kind of on the fence about therapy, for example, may Allah give them the courage. The courage to reach out to get help, to reach out to get the help that they need. And there's no shame in needing therapy. There's no shame in needing that support. We ask Allah to remove any stigma associated with therapy. And we ask Allah to heal those in need of the healing. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Azzati Amma Yasifun. Wa Salaamun Al-Mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa Aqim As-Salaam.